welcome to episode 220 of I Am Talk, your weekly fix in all things Iron Man. Right, guys, welcome along to episode 220 of I Am Talk with Coach John Newsom and Bevan James Iles. How are you going, mate? I'm very good, and you? Why are you very good? Because I had a good, successful handicap duathlon. Oh, how did it go? We'll talk about it later, shall we? I just want to know, was it a collision at the end? No, it was not. It was, and, it was good. And did a young kid win? No, but in the top 10, we had like a, a really large sort of first-timer. We had a, a kid. We had uh, sort of one of the Elise sort of guys, so my handicapping worked. Who took it out? Uh, it was a first, first time. First time he'd ever done the race. The handicap wasn't quite right for him. I can't remember his name. He would have been loving it. He's going. This sport's easy, mate. Easy. I'm going to be a professional. Call me Brownlee. Okay. Uh, I am talking proudly brought to you by CoffeesofHawaii.com. Well, it's the most amazing coffee. Athlinks.com. Social networking for for endurance athletes. Triathlontoons.com. Called, called Tune. Your cartoon of yourself and send it to all your friends. And Extreme Endurance. Buffering your lactic yeah, acid. Yeah, that's the one you're going to buffer that lactic acid. Okay, on this week's show, what have we got coming up? We've got a bit of news. We've got an age group of the week. We've got a high five. What's a high five? It was the one we were supposed to do last week on classic newbie mistakes. You, you seem to have two high fives in the show notes. Did I? One from Alina. Oh, no, that's a, that's sort of a, that's age group of the week. Oh, okay, nice. We've got an age group of the week. Now, we were meant to have an interview with Fever from WCC. John, what happened there, mate? Well, I, it, was, it was my bad, <laughs> It's your bad. We had it lined up, and then we <laughs> started talking times, and I actually stuffed up, and... And it's a bit of... I can't, I can't give you too much of a hard time, because years ago, we had Rick and Dick... Or, no, uh, Dick Hoyt on the yeah. show, and I rang him. We were ready yeah. to do the interview. He goes, wait a second, I'm not ready for an interview now, and I'd yeah. done the same thing. Yeah. So... You, one you, all. One all. One all. One all at the bottom of the second. <laughs> the bottom <laughs> of the second. Anyway, we'll, uh, we will be getting her on at some stage um, in the next few weeks. We're just a bit busy because Bevan's away and uh, our schedules. We've basically so, got one day window where we can record the show, and that's it. If it doesn't get done on Tuesdays, New Zealand time, it doesn't get done. <laughs> so, <laughs> such is life. And we've got a few questions and answers. And, and a website in the week we chucked in. Oh, that's right. We've got a website in the week. So, uh, news is proudly brought to you by xtry.com. Check it out for the latest news, reviews, and interviews with the stars. But first of all, had a couple of races on this weekend. And I'm in Placid. I'm in Lake Placid, so it would look like a uh, you know pretty good day. They had to slightly change the bike course, so I guess we can't compare the times exactly. From was there a reason for changing, or was it, there's a permanent change? Uh, they, had, well, they had some issues with uh, bridge being broken or something like that. And I th- I'm not sure if it, it ended up um, being much different to past years, but it was a little bit different, so the bike times were probably slightly different. I'm not sure if it was quicker or faster, but anyway, different. It's just um, different, John. Just different. It was an interesting men's race. Um, ben Hoffman took it out, and he's the first it's time winner. Swim time. It must have been long. It must be. Look at that. Like uh, t- actually, no. I tell you what happened there. I'm pretty sure it was there. The pros went non wetsuit. Oh, that's right. It was, age group, that, yeah. age groupers went wetsuit. Yeah. So that was uh, an interesting one because they have different thresholds for pros and age groupers. So that's why the pro times is uh, slow. Um, Jeez, it shows how much difference a wetsuit makes, doesn't it? Oh yeah, good, a good, you know, good three, four minutes. Uh, yeah, difference. well, even more. Maybe you look at these guys. You know, the, the fastest swim times are fifty-five. Rhodes, I think Rhodes, still came out in a half respectable time. I think he was sort of about a, his, his he was like first he was about fifty-ish or something like that, or fifty-two. Um, Let's get Brian Rhodes. Did he do an F? Did he? I think he must have because he was uh, his name didn't come up in the results. Oh, anyway, okay. oh, there, there he is. There oh, he is. 
Brian Rhodes, I saw his name. Brian Rhodes, so 50.02. So probably about four minutes difference for him. Yep. Um, but anyway, the story of the day was Mark uh, Twelsick, last year's winner, was basically shadowed by Ben Hoffman all the way through the uh, swim. There was two second difference. Shadowed him all the way through the bike. He was the five seconds difference split there and then shadowed him for the first uh, six miles of the run then, then really went away and, and pulled away for, for a, a fairly comfortable win. And splits were 55 swim, 4.38 bike and three hours and one minute on the run for an 8.39. Yep. Um, Peter Vabrusic came through with a great run. Yeah. 2.53 and took out second place in 8.46. And Mark Twelsick uh, was third and eight forty-eight. And then Justin Deere fourth and Tim Snow fifth. So a pretty big um, drop off there. Amy Marsh looked like she managed. Who was the woman's winner? Was tenth overall with nine twenty-seven. So you got to say if there's you know there's only three guys that went sub nine. I know it's a hard course, um, but a but you know you look at a guy like Pete Vucic. Um, he tends to get around eight forties in most races. He does. Yeah. You know, so maybe it isn't that much harder because yeah. the field's not that strong. Let's be honest. Yeah. Yeah. You know, like Pete does normally get eight forties. Yep. And so, if you think it was a harder course, he'd be closer to nine, or maybe he just had a great day for himself. And I guess we we really start to see that at this stage of the season. You know, all the big hitters are really starting to do their their Kona prep. Um, they're either done sort of road or or Germany, or, Germany or, uh, or they're done sort of early season races, and then once they really start to get into you know, late July into August, then it really starts to kick into Kona prep time. So on the girl side of things, Amy Marsh took it out. Yeah, convincingly, um, really just she's got a course record too. Dominated on the bike, yeah. 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 Um, second win, she won Ironman China early in the year. Yeah. Trains she's with the team, team PBB, PBB. Yeah. Um, and she rode a f- what did she ride five oh seven, which is pretty competitive against a lot of the guys. And then uh, apparently she PB'd for, for a run for her with a three eighteen and nine twenty seven. Caitlin Slow Snow came in second with a 9.44. And I'm wondering if her husband, brother, I'm not sure, one or the other, is uh, was in fifth place on the guys' side of things as well. So she, she had a great run, a 3.03. Yeah, Compare that to the guys, and she's right up there. And in third place was uh, Lisa Morangan. Mm, so good racing happening in Lake Placid. Uh, whatever race did we have on? Yeah. We had Ironman Switzerland. And fast times. <coughs> we got within 14 seconds of the course record. Ronnie Schild- Schildner. Dominated the dojo. Complete domination. But like the other race, you know. Oh, no, wait a second. She didn't get the women's record. She won it for the third time in a row. No, he... he, he no, no, no. Back in Placid. Re- oh, re- yeah, yeah. Yeah, third time she's won the race. No, we're talking Switzerland here. We Placid? Are? Yeah, well, or maybe I've got my notes around the wrong way. Yeah, I think you must have. In Switzerland, the woman got the course record. Yes, she did. And 14 seconds for men's. No, yes. apparently the, she's won. No, I can't have. She can't have won. No, she had her first one. I've got wrong. It's too early to be doing it's notes. Six <laughs> in the morning is not a good time to be doing notes. Back to Ironman Switzerland. <laughs> uh, Ronnie Schildnick, uh, I think it's either, I think it's the third time he's won the race. Uh, Dominating the dojo. Killed it. Killed it. That's a good 17-minute win. 17. So he was uh, Olivier Bernard, um, the great Swiss maestro, has the course record there, which must be 8, 12, and uh, 26 seconds, I guess. Yep. Um, so Ronnie Shieldnick, good balanced race, 50, 29 for the swim. Look at Jer- look, number 5. 249. 242. That's a pretty good run. Oh, that's smoking. Yeah. So he, ran, he rode a 4.29, then ran a 2.51 for an 8.12.40. Yep. It's a good balanced race and pretty much just a one-man show. Um, Sven, Sven Sundberg from uh, I think he's from Sweden was second a similar swim lost uh, 436 on the bike in a three hour run yeah Ben was saying and uh, Mike 
Eric Ross uh, was in the blow third. up in the run or it's not fast enough. He he pretty much got off the bike with. Oh, that's Jared Shallon. So he's he's a good athlete. He's uh, I'm not sure if he's won before, but he's uh, he's won Ironman races before. But 44 two, years old, pull off. You know, that's sensational. Yeah, it's, two, an, it's a special run, isn't 242, it? Two forty two fifty five. Great running into fifth place. We'll yeah. be happy with that. Yeah. Um, on the girls' side of things. Karen Thurig, the machine cyclist that she is, um, went about uh, setting a course record. Oh, but she maybe she'd be gutted, John. She would be slightly Nine gutted. hours and four seconds. She did not quite get the sub nine. Yeah, wasn't able to join that elite group. Pretty, um, I mean, she's always been a pretty ordinary swimmer. Uh, 108 for the swim, which... Wow, that's, that's a big... There's, there's your sub nine, isn't it? Yeah, and then uh, on the bike... 4.43, that's wow, awesome. That's, yeah, and good. then uh, 3.04 on the run, which is a, that's a great run. That's a really, really good run, given she's you know she's a cyclist background. To be able to run a 3.04, that's very impressive. She's been around for a while too, isn't she? You kind of wonder why her swimming hasn't got... Like, it's really slow swim. It is. So, but she, she, she sort of dabbles. She flicks between doing cycling and, and triathlon. I'm not really sure which is which is her preference, but she's clearly pretty good at triathlon. 9.04, um, nine hours and four seconds is still a great She's dominated Dojo by over 20 minutes, so... And Helene yeah, Bidevart uh, was in second in 9.23, <coughs> and Monica Lehman in third in 9.28. So a good race is happening in Ironman Switzerland. What else we got here, John? Let me pull up the show notes. Okay, we had, coming up this weekend, we've got the ITU Long Course Distance Championships. Yep, so this is the ITU version of the World Champs. So as when we interviewed Jonas Colting a little while ago, I think technically they have the authority to call it the, the World Championships. They're the world sort of governing body of triathlon. Um, so it, it often doesn't carry quite the same prestige as the uh, Kona title. But it's... Uh, we were saying it does bring value, doesn't it, for his name? It, it does. Uh, and I think it probably brings, for the European athletes, I think... Um, it, it, it does carry a bit more weight than what, what it does say out Well, and let's be honest, let's be honest. If, like, most people who follow triathlon don't really follow triathlon, like, the general population. So if you can go into a sponsor and say, oh, look, I'm a world champ, mm-hmm. you know, they don't know. <laughs> you know, yep. that this championship doesn't maybe hold as much credibility as what a Kona does. Yeah, it's it's. I think the good thing about it is it moves location every year. Uh, the, the, the distance, I think, um, is better at the distance they've got this year, this time round. It's the sort of Nice distance, which is 4K swim. It's usually a 120K bike, but I've got it at 130 for this race, so I guess that's just to make make up a, a proper loop or something, and a 30K run. So it's a really nice distance. It's been held, held in Immenstadt in Germany. Uh, very challenging course on the bike, um, really hilly, so the times will be slow. But, um, yeah, I think it's, it's you know, it, it, for a lot of age groupers, they'll be going over there as well. Um, and we'll wait and see what the results are next week. How many Kiwis going for that race? A reasonable number. Like last year it was held in Perth and it was a big field. Yep. Um, there's a reasonable number going. I'd say maybe, I, I'm just guessing because I, I know I coach one girl who's going, I think there might be about 50 or so going. Oh, okay, so that's respectable, isn't it? Yeah. Um, How many Kiwis go to Kona? Oh, not many. When, we, when, we, when you were there, I'd say there's usually about 20-ish, I would have yeah. thought. Yeah, um, yeah, and it's going to get a lot less now. There's less slots everywhere. Yeah, so unfortunately, um, if to slap ITU on the hand, we couldn't really see any um, field lists or anything like that. So we're not quite sure who is racing. Uh, so we'll bring reports. We'll on slap that you on the hand, ITU. Yes, you get a slap on the hand. Did you ever get the strap at school? It was just phasing out when I got we were it. going through. Oh, you must yeah. have got. Yeah. Oh, it must have been the last, mm. the last person. I reckon about when I was leaving primary school. I think there was. I know when I was at high school. So it would have been 1991, I think, was the first year of high school that it had been phased out because mm. I would have got, I would have got it that year. Oh, really? <laughs> what did you do? 
that's just gone to a bit of mischief. <laughs> John the bad boy Newson. That's what they called him before. They called him Coach. Okay, so we've got a new race coming up. It is a new race, isn't it? Yep. Iron Man. How do you say this one? I think we we'll go Regensburg in Germany. If you can pull up that page there. Yeah, I already have John. Yeah. I've been doing my work. It's this one here. No, no it's that one there. there. So new Iron Man uh, race on the scene. Uh, it's in Regensburg in Bavaria. Which is an ancient city, John. It's been around since 179 AD. It's a long time. Better. It blows my mind, stuff like that, especially when you, like for those overseas. New Zealand, we're such a young country. We're probably 180, 170 yeah, years yeah. old. Yeah, and so we don't really have history as such. And uh, and you, you go to these places in Europe, and they've been there forever. You know? <laughs> yeah. and, you know? And, yeah. We've just got lots of mountains since our history. I can remember when I was saying I wrote, though, having like the 1,000-year yeah, anniversary of the city or something, and I was kind of like, it's mind-blowing, eh? Yeah, it's yeah. a bit different. Uh, it's also the current uh, or regular home of Pope Benedict the Sixteenth. Yep. Um, so the course is uh, it's uh, obviously a three point eight k swim. I wonder if he'll get out and support the race. That'd be interesting to see if he is. He yeah. might be down in the Vatican. Yeah. But anyway, well, interestingly, the bike course sounds um, fairly challenging with impressive ascents through the Bavarian Forest National Park. Oh, nice. Uh, and it passes famous monuments, and it's got about 1,500 metres of altitude difference, so that's going to mean oh. there's a reasonable amount of climbing in there. Uh, the run, I think, will be interesting. In the Four Looper. Four Looper. I think that might be very, very congested. It's going to be pretty messy, isn't it? Yeah, so um, if you do race, really interested to hear your feedback on new races, whether it's a good one, whether they, they balls it up or not. Um, but yeah, so I'm sure it's sold out pretty quickly. It would have been last year that they announced it. So uh, good luck to anybody who's racing there this weekend. In terms of the pro field, uh, it is that one there. Yep. Not, I mean, Farisal Sultan is down on the men's side, and then uh, Andreas Boucher, um, both from Team Abu Dhabi. Uh, the rest of the guys really not very familiar with them. A lot of Germans and Austrians, um, and we. Yeah, it just it doesn't seem to have got the the full pulling power. I guess most of the guys probably have uh, already done either Rote or Germany, and and likewise on the the girls yeah, side. Small female field, isn't it? We've got um, what do we got there? Twelve female women, and I'm really not familiar with any of them. Uh, <laughs> so I'd love to give you an update. But Sonia Tashink has got the first seated number, so I'm guessing she must be uh, one of the best ones. And she's also got two tickets for the pasta party. <laughs> she <laughs> just said that. Yeah. Okay, and then the other big race this weekend, which all our UK listeners will be loving, is Ironman UK is happening. Last year, Philip Graves took it out along with uh, Bella Bayliss, and it is not up there. Yep. Um, but it's at the, the the site of Bolton. Now this is change, isn't it? Or was it was, it was there last year? It was there, there last year. Yep. Um, but no Philip Graves this year because he said. I think after Kona that he'd never do another Ironman again, and we haven't seen him doing one since. We've seen him doing some halves. Oh, really? So he won't be back. Uh, was yeah. it after Kona or was it after one other? It was yeah, after I think after Kona he said it, but I think, oh, I just thought, you know, like, I will never drink again. You know, but not on the piss. Yeah. <laughs> you know, I'm, oh, I'll never have another beer again. Yeah. No, I think uh, maybe it wasn't after Kona, maybe it was after another race. He definitely <laughs> said it somewhere, and he hasn't lined up for one since. And he's still a young man, so... Um, so no number one seed, so Stephen Bayless takes... So what, they don't give a number one seed just because the guy who... It's a bit weird. Um, he, he deserves. He has a number one spot. They've got a few numbers missing there. You know, you, you basically you do your you do yeah, your top ten. You, you base the seat on who turns up. Well, they choose not to. It's their, oh, that's it's a bit it's weird. Their if you ask. It's their party. It's stupid. It's their party, and you play by their rules. Oh. So anyway, Mister Stephen Bayless is number two. Is number two, and he is top seed. His partner and wife, Bella Bayless, is a number three. 
I think for, I don't know if Fraser Cartmel he has done an Ironman before, but he's down there and he is my race favourite. Oh, you're putting him out there, John. And uh, then we've got Yvette, Yvette Grice. The, the Radcliffe, the, the Tobinator, is number six seed. Sheepers, creepers. And Axel Zebrook, he's a former ITU athlete racing, so I wouldn't be surprised to see him being right up there as well. Uh, and then, yeah, it's a relatively small field. You've got 22 pros um, total in terms of men's and women's. Uh, and other than that, got good old Epic Camper, Joe Carrot in there. Um, but that's sort of about the extent of the big names. So good luck to everybody racing over there this weekend. I hope the weather is kind to you. I've got a guy I coach racing over there, and he's just arrived and said it's cold and raining. Is there anyone who would challenge Bella? No. I wonder if that's disappointing for her. You know what I mean? Like Bella's a competitor. Hey, mm-hmm. She likes, she loves, she's a hard ass. And I wonder if you turn up to a race. You know, like it's not a given she's going to get it. She's obviously going to have a good race. But I wonder if, if a pro you think, yes, sweet, easy money. We should, it should be one of our questions. We should ask some pros next time we get them on. Yeah, is it, you know, or do you want the race to challenge you? I, I would imagine that she gets enough opportunities during the year where she is challenged. Yeah. And so, so nice you can, have, can have some easy money races. I think um, it'd be great. And not to say she's a guaranteed winner, but if you look at the field, there's not a lot of competition there for her. Mm, okay. Uh, good luck to the because obviously a lot of listeners will be doing this race. So yes. uh, good luck to everyone out there doing it because uh, you know it's the time of the year for the Poms. It is the time of the year, and we've also got lots of uh, non-WTC races on uh, around Let's this fight weekend. Through them, John. We've got the Kalmar race in Sweden. Vineman is on this weekend. Oh, um, Vineman, that's good friends of the show. So they've got the twenty-first anniversary this year. It's the the oldest independent Ironman distance race held in continental United States. And they're making a festival or something, aren't they? Yeah, they always. It's always a big. It's, it's a great race, and uh, we always hear really good feedback. It's about a lot of these non-WTC races are just a bit uh, more laid back and a bit more of a festival sort of atmosphere. Have we had breakfast for Yeah, yeah, yeah. Lovely, lovely people. Yeah. We've got the extreme. Extreme Milana in Sabato in Szczecin, Poland. Um, and it's a really small race to have each year. The Ostelman in Germany, so that means there's two iron distance races in Germany this weekend. And the Nokia 226 triathlon in Finland. Mm, good old Nokia. The um, WTC, we, we are going to... Okay, so the news is that they've, they've officially released it now. Mm, so, so it's, it's, we, we talked it's about it last stone, week. John. Mm, and we'll talk to Heather Fuhr at some stage in the next few weeks about it um, and just go over some of the ins and outs of it. And that's about it. Last weekend, though, also, John's, John's ITU, ITU update. update. So what's happening, John? So John actually just took me on the internet now and we just watched the finish and it was looking pretty exciting for Brownlee and Gomez. What happened? It was. So it was great to see uh, on, in the race there was a breakaway on the bike. So you had about seven guys going so, front. Okay, so what was the um, course like? Uh, it's flat and pretty uninspiring. It's so is that the course for the Olympics? It must be. They, they might tweak it slightly, but it's pretty much going to be the course for, for the race. So it's really highly likely at the Olympics that it's going to come down to a running race. So guys side of things, breakaway of seven on the bike. So who's that? that's going to be good for the guys who are winning right now, isn't it? Yeah. Yeah, and that's the thing. You, you know, you watch these races and you're thinking, oh, should should we have domestiques and stuff in triathlon? But the reality is, the guys that are winning the races are the best swimmers, the best bikers, and the best runners. So yeah. they don't really that domestiques have probably helped them. But there's actually nobody like who could can get, get in that position. And if they're in that position, they're probably going to be in the top yeah, 10, they, 15 anyway. Yeah. So why are they going to work for somebody else? So like Brownlee was first out of the swim. Gomez yeah. was leading early in the swim as well. So all the contenders are right up there. So, so at the moment you don't really have that guy who's like the dominant swimmer, like the Whitfield or something like that? Not, not really. No, they, they usually come out of the swim, you know, 30 guys together really? in the front. So it's, it's a very high standard. I mean, um, 
uh, Gomez, who won the race, he swam a sensational pool 1500 um, last year, and, and I think he was like in the final in the, the Spanish 1500 oh, really? swim champs. So, so they're, they're, they're good, good swimmers. And you talk about Andy Potts, you know, he was he didn't make the Olympics, but he was, he was, close. He, was, he, was, he, was yeah. he was a top swimmer. And uh, and you know, he's he in, in ITU races these days, he's not able to break away, or if he does, he only gets a small gap. And that really shows the standard of the swimming is, is really is quite high. So the guys side of things, breakaway of seven on the bike, but they were all guys that were not expected to really win. Um, Stuart Hayes did hang on for a good result. Um, but then the guys came running through, and it was uh, really a four-horse race between um, the Brownleys. So Jonathan Brownlee, who's only, he was racing world under-19s last year, he, uh, he held on for second place. Uh, Alistair Brownlee, we were watching the clip, he was like, it was so close, and then all of a sudden faded, and, the, and it, he went for about 300 metres to go. 300 metres to go, he went from uh, first equal to Tenth. just getting across the line of 10th. And wobbling over the line, he was looking pretty pretty. He was he was like white as a ghost, yeah. he was pretty white as this, but he was uh, he was completely it's out funny of how, it. It's funny how, it's, it's quite cool, it must have sucked for him, but yeah. that moment where athletes, just the switch turns off. You know, like he's winning this race, he's killing himself with Gomez, and they're, you know, pushing their limits, and then just suddenly, and it wasn't like he was, he gave up. His mm. body just, that's it, 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 I've had enough, and yeah, yeah it was fascinating. Eh? So, uh, so Gomez went ran away with a with a great win, and uh, young Jonathan Brownlee, watch out. I mean, he could be a potential Olympic champion next year because he's he's got one year, and he's probably going to be improving so quickly. Um, held on, and then uh, the past Olympic champion. Jan Fredena was in third place. So good racing on the guy, girls' side of things. Very, very interesting. Canadian girl, Finlay, uh, won the race. First time she's ever done a World Championship Series race. Really? And she won it? She came in. And I think that really shows in the girls' side of things. They're, they're good runners, but there's no um, there's no pure, amazing standout runners at the moment. Like the Snowsill and Moffat, they've, they've really just fallen off a little bit. They're still right up there but they're not running the same way that they ran a few years ago where they were just dominating by a minute. And if they were still in the same form, I really do think they'd still be you know, 30 to 60 seconds off the front, but they seem to have lost lost their, their form a little bit. And so the girls' field, you know, on the day, there's probably... Was it another sprint or...? Uh, more or less. It was like four of them sort of coming into the last K together. This sprint does make it exciting. It does, yeah. As, as a spectacle. But it makes the rest of the race somewhat less exciting you know it is becoming a little bit of a procession at times on the bike and it would be nice if they just had a few more challenging courses where things could get a bit more split up yeah okay well on facebook we actually had a few of our listeners mention this but when i'm in arizona the dam has burst but it sounds like it's going to be okay so this is a, a, in tempe where they have the the iron man and dam's burst at the moment if they were there's no way they'd be able to have the iron man there but it sounds like they should have, they think it'll be right for Ironman time in November. So that really makes two races that have got big question marks hanging over them because you've also got Ironman Florida, obviously, with the oil spill. Again, that sounds like it's going to be okay. But, uh, yeah, it's just it's a, it's a nightmare that WTC really probably don't want. Well, David Ruckman was bringing this up on uh, Facebook saying how it's now a dry mud flat. <laughs> <laughs> And, uh, but then Maureen Torsey Gibson was saying that she got an email updating stating that they will be repaired and ready by November the 1st. So Good stuff. Things are looking okay there. I wonder what they'll do if it's not. They must have a backup or... Well, they'd either turn it into a duathlon or they... I don't know if there's another swim venue around there, but they've got enough time to sort their crap out. Yeah, they think. Well, the, but the thing is they're relying... Oh, I suppose they've enough time to sort out another location. Yeah. But, yeah. Okay, um... An email through from Michael Baker. 
Becca. Becca. Uh, there's race results from the northernmost triathlon in the world. It took place on July the 10th. It's a half distance. takes place at Fairbanks, Alaska. Alaska. It is approximately 180k from the Arctic Circle. Just thought you might be interested. It is a fun run, fun race. About 70 people to participate. No pros, but it's only $50. And really well done. And the Deno took it out in 4.53. A very close race. Between first and third, there was 40 seconds. Oh, nice. Fred West was second. Jason Limero was third. And the contributor, Michael Backer, was seventh. And 710 girls, Amber Stahl, Kim Kirsten, and Alyssa Kimcard. Okay. Uh, from Cameron Bremer. Uh, the Beast, he's telling us about the Beast, John. Yes. It's not your usual flat course try. In fact, we've gone hard for the hard and the hills are a plenty. It's set apart. This sets it apart from the rest and the competitors from Ireland and abroad, UK, France and Spain, have come to appreciate its uniqueness. Unfortunately, people do drop out after the bike, but hey, <laughs> it's not meant to be easy. I did ride Pai. It is called The Beast. Yeah. Uh, it's a national series race, part of the Triathlon Island's racing calendar, and is getting better and better every year. Barbecue and burgers, and Guinness was on tap for the finishes. Do we get the results there or not? Uh, I think I have, actually. I think I pulled it up. Uh, that one, it's that one there it's just whether we've got the results or not mm. the beast is gone see you in 2011 results provisional results are here no, are here oh. okay oh, we've got a PDF coming down we've got an Excel spreadsheet coming down okay it's opening up Excel it's oh. taking its time so I played with a new iPad oh did you? yeah why would you get an iPad? okay yeah so you get an iPad if you're someone who only consumes and so, like, if you're not, a, if you don't create things like I've, um, like, bloody a podcast, and yeah. if you're just someone who wants to check emails, you know, browse the net, it's a perfect device. So, like, Joe, my Joe, she doesn't create like she's a, your Joe. She belongs to you. That's now. right. She's she's uh, yep. She's got a. Um, I've got some uh, handcuffs. handcuffs. And <laughs> Get out of that cupboard, Joe. <laughs> <laughs> but um, so, if you're someone who, yeah, like her, at home, just around the house. It's a perfect consumption device. So you, you type on the screen, do you? Yeah, but you can, and apparently you get pretty good at it, but I, I think you do want an external. Oh, okay, you so can you get, plug in with yeah, external yeah, yeah, and it's, uh, it's pretty cool. It is very cool. Um, like, for me, it wouldn't be no good because I like to create lots of stuff with right. using kind of bigger tools. So but it's basically like a laptop. Yeah, but it's only it's only about that big. So and it's just a bit great podcasting. <laughs> <laughs> no, but for, for like for my mum, she's got a big iMac like this, and they just use check the internet. Yeah. So for her, I'm like, well, next time you get a computer, just get an iPad because you can have it around the house. It's portable. It's easy. Okay. Yeah. So and so you've got to click connect via Wi-Fi or something like that. Yeah, you can get a 3G, so you can pay for data plans. Yeah. But um, which which if you travel a lot, it's probably worth it. But if you're just <laughs> going to use it around the house, we're talking about this in New Zealand, but in the states, how long have it been out for? A couple of months. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah. Cool. But the new iPhone comes out in New Zealand this week, and guess who's getting it, John? Me? Yep, you are too. <laughs> I'm gonna get you one as well. <laughs> okay, this half I man we're just talking about in Ireland. Colin Tucker took it out. Bjorn Lindick was second. Joseph Lynch was third. And oh, it's interesting. So they have wage starts. Oh, interesting. Yeah. And do they classify females anywhere? Uh, no, we can't see really no. yeah. Sorry about no that. No females did it. Because there's no female beasts in the world. <laughs> so that was all the racing from last weekend. Anything else we need to mention here? Or do we put in a sponsor, John? Putting in a sponsor. Okay. Athlinks.com. So we had an email through from James, the wise one, Botel. And if anybody knows anything about searching the net, James is on it. Because he James, honestly, through. he sends us through the most detailed 
researched emails there could be. Yeah, and he's on Athlinks. Hence the wise man. So he's on Athlinks and he's saying, uh, Troy and the boys at Athlinks are great. My latest race results were posted and because I had set the race in my calendar, they notified me of my post. Simple enough. For some reason, however, my name and the result posting did not match exactly. So oh, they told me about the posting and there was an issue in matching Athlinks names with the results. Um, must be because now in his, his Athlinks profile he has James, the wise one, Vitale. Oh. So maybe you just need to be careful about that if you do on, on Athlinks put in... Um, well, the problem is yeah, he's actually changed it by Depot as well. Mm, so I, I know. <laughs> that's, that's the sort of pull we have. Um, of course, I know all about how easy it is to claim results. So I went on and did the business, claimed the result, um, all set. It's just great the way that they think about service informing users with helpful communications and having such an easy tool to use. Um, and he was also asking about uh, a question of the week on Stage 14. Andy Schleck ran into Well, actually, we'll go back to that in a second. We'll go on to that in a second. Okay. Um, but anyway, that's just about athletes. You know, if, um, if you've got any issues, email them and let them know. Great guys. If there's any um, parts of the site, but basically just get on there, claim your results, and as... Um, James mentioned there, if you put it into your calendar, it means we get to see what races are coming up and you might get a mention on the show. It also makes it a little bit easier for, for claiming results as well. And you can also see who else is racing in your area. So check it out on athlinks.com. And I'll be really honest. If it comes to claiming your results, you should make sure you do it close to the race because it's one of those things you go, oh, I need to do that. Mm. And then you're like, for me, I never really did it when I was racing a lot. And now I wish I had them on Athlinks. Mm. You know, I would love to go back and look at all my cycle races I did. And, you yeah. know, like I didn't do it at the time. And I can't even remember what the races are now. Sure, some of the big races I can find. But, you know, like it's one of those things after you do a race, just go to Athlinks, chuck it on. And it's one of those things that while now you probably still remember that race. But five, ten years from now, you have to go back and look at all the racing you've exactly. done. And it's really, really cool. And, and for me, that's one of the regrets I have had with not using Athlinks to that way is that I haven't gone on all the time and done that. And remember now, you can put bike races on there where they do have sort of mass finishes. They've got a system of being able to sort that out. So check it out on Athlinks. Hot topic of the week. Um, well, wait a second, John. I'm actually going to do a bit of a sly one on you here. You because we, 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 we were a bit... I forgot to mention last week. We didn't do one last week, that's why. I know, but good old James the Wise One Botel went on the I Am Talk right, website yep. and brought up his one. And he said... He was basically wondering what he thought about Contador. Should he have waited for Slick? Well, let's have a look. So we'll call this the discussion of the week. Okay. So we had, we we got five responses. Yeah. <laughs> but we didn't mention it on the show. So very. So last. So in the, in the Tour de France, I'm sure everyone knows about it. Schleck's chain came off, didn't it? He put an attack. He was just a little bit off the front, and then his chain fell off, and all the contenders who were in the group behind rode straight past him, and then put the hammer down. Yep. <laughs> And Contador was one of those guys. He he was looking around a little bit, um, but he still went to the front a number of occasions and didn't really sit up and wait up. And he was and, and in the sport of cycling, there's kind of an unwritten rule that if there's a bike mechanic problem, you kind of you wait. Yeah, yep. and it has happened in the past where Lance. The, the leader's been off the, the, the back and, and they have waited. So I think Jan Ulrich did it once for Lance Armstrong and um, has been done some few times but also the same thing has happened other times it's funny when you think of ethics of sport because okay so in this situation there when Jan mm. Ulrich did it with Lance like it's been found out that Jan was a drugs cheat mm. oh well yeah but what they all are yeah <laughs> so. yeah but that's what I mean like they'll do one way to cheat and then yeah then they have this other rule that's you know like if you're a competitor you think well there's that hey, your bike stuffed up it's exactly. a part of the sport yeah you know but hey I'll take drugs but I won't you know your chain <laughs> yeah. comes off yeah. you know yeah. like, there's a bit of kind of irony to it Okay, well, let's see what people said. You can go first, John. Duane Bosso said, really tough call, I think, and the many in the peloton would have waited. However, Contador purposely didn't look back so that afterwards he would claim ignorance. 
No, he did. He did look back. He didn't look back right at the time, and then he was looking back later on. So it's not black and white. But Sabello co-founder Jared Vrooman <coughs> um, twatted his best. Contador just gained a great chance to win, but he lost a chance to win greatly. Oh, there we go. Okay, a good old Andrew Winter, uh, the climbing machine that he is. Uh, if I was in Contador's place, e.g., riding in yellow at the tour, but he wasn't in yellow at the stage, was he? No, he wasn't. No. no. I wouldn't have made the move. A number of years ago, Lance was going up uh, one of the final climbs in the stage, got on his handlebars, caught on a spectator's bag and crashed. The lead group, Eric, etc., all pulled back the pace and waited for Lance to catch up. I hope sure it brings the pain in Friday's final war. He didn't. And Shubs got pretty close, but didn't it? It was, uh, yeah, it was very, very if, close. If he hadn't have done it... It basically would have been almost a tie. I think he might have got it by about one or two seconds, but it basically the, the, di- but the difference But then you can't say that because Contador may have been more motivated to go and, you know, like you just don't know what would have happened. It was, uh, yeah, but it basically would have been sometimes almost a dead heat. Well, okay, John. Uh, Rowley, I think Contador didn't do much wrong. Schleck was uh, changing gear during an all-out attack. I don't care how sophisticated your group set is, that is not a great idea. You don't want to go on? Paraphrase. Okay. <laughs> uh, and then David Burke McBride. Uh, I don't think that anyone would argue that Contador is much more concerned about winning the Tour de France and improving his image as a dick. <laughs> it's a marginal call winning versus sportsmanship on the bike. Contador has proven he will always go for the win. I think that we have to be more surprised. Uh, if he did wait. If he did wait. Mm. What do you think, John? It is a hard one. I don't have a strong opinion either way, but it did look like they did put the hammer down a little bit. Um, if they'd just ridden at a moderate yeah. pace, and he, so he had really had to work to get back on, I think that's, yeah, I don't know what I'd do in that situation, but I wouldn't attack um, if I saw somebody like that in a bike race. Um, but what about, um, what about Roy's, um, Roy's, Rolly's um, comment, how... He was changing gear going up a hill, you know, in an attack. I, I don't know if he was or not, but um, if he was, then that's a bit a bit of a silly thing to do, but uh, who knows. Yeah. What would you do, Bevan? You'd s- put the hammer down. I don't know. I, don't, like, uh, I suppose you got to think of the ethics of the sport. And if, if you've always been brought up in a sport where you know... Like sometimes I remember when we were out, because being a dry athlete, you don't know, when I first started, the dry athletes, you know, you don't really know cycling rules. Yeah. And I went for a pack ride and we all, you know, everyone's beating the shit out of each other mm. on the bikes. And uh, someone got a flat tyre. And I thought, sweet, go. <laughs> <laughs> I remember everyone really frowned upon me. Yeah. And I didn't really get, you know, that, you know, it's all bad lucky, <laughs> flat yeah, tyre. Yeah, exactly. And, uh, but no, I, I learned pretty quickly. Because <laughs> I think I was the dick that day. Yeah. Um, that you, you, don't, you don't, you actually wait. And, yeah. um, so, so I suppose if that's the rules of the sport, the unwritten rules, you, you probably have to wait. He certainly won't go away from the race having as much satisfaction if he did race, if he did, it did wait. If he'd waited and then still gone on and won the tour, I think he'd be a lot more satisfied and people would think a lot more of him. But now, yeah. he's, like one of the guys pointed out, he's, he's won and in a few years' time, nobody will remember about the incident, yeah. but he'll always remember. He won't be sleeping at night, John. Yeah. We probably will because he won't really care. Okay, good, good discussion this week. Uh, who was it? Good old Patrick the Who Healy. Sent us through an email. Now, he went and watched Germany, wasn't it? Yes, he did. And, he, and, and maybe wrote as well. I think he did, like, both. Could be. Or maybe. Or maybe. It was one or the other anyway. Yeah. But he was just saying he was surprised of how much support the front pros got. Like, the, I think the front rider pretty much had I think they said support vehicle I think he the said there time. might have been a Mavic um, car with them, and uh, and one of them got a wheel change out of there. And, um, and like someone, someone, I can't remember who it was, but someone basically had a bike problem, and they were fixed for, like, 10 seconds. Mm. And he was just wondering, should our sport have... You know, support vehicles by the front guys the whole time. Yep. Yeah. That's a question. And that's, we're going to leave it at that. Yep. 
Okay, we'll leave it there. There we go. Music time. Oh, 35 minutes. Look at that. Who needs an interview when we've got this podcast? (laughs) We'll get through without it. Here we go. Here's the music. Age group of the week. I may, I may, I may say that could have been the best age group of the week introduction of all time because I felt yeah. harmony in our voices. We did it. Okay. But then I said, just leave this to me, Bevan. Because I think it's a bit of a, a bit of a, a bit of a tricky well, one. It's, it hasn't technically been submitted as an age group of the week. It was basically some communication I had with uh, the Terminator about an athlete that emailed him um, late last year, and we're going to name his name because he had a bloody good effort. Okay. So wait a second. What's the name? Richard Holiday. That's a great name. He's on, he wasn't having a holiday. Well, he had been having a little bit of a holiday because he'd, <laughs> um, he'd really beefed up. He'd gone up. Uh, he's massively overweight. He said he's 123 kgs. Wow. Um, and I don't know what that is in pounds, but it's a lot. And he said that's largely a result <coughs> of uh, beer. And he says, right, so I've got 117 to go, days to go to bust my butt training aiming to do a sub-11-hour Ironman at Ironman New Zealand, having never done any of this sort of... Well, he had done some of this stuff in the past, but at the moment he's 123 kgs. So he sent this off to Scott, just asking for a little bit of advice. Scroll uh, wait, sub-11 in his first Ironman at 123 kg? Yeah. Wow, because I only got a sub-11 in my first Ironman, yeah. and I was about 75 kg. Now, he did, in his past life, he did have a bit of a background in, um, in triathlon, uh, or in, in some sports. He'd done like a 3-hour 11 um Marathon as a as a teenager and uh, he's also done a, a four minute mile. Yeah, as a teenager, so he, he could run, but he was massively out of shape. Yeah. Um, so scroll up. So Scott. So where am I going to Scott's part now? Just scroll up here. So Scott said uh, gave him a little bit of advice. It's the first thing, forget about the time. Yeah. <laughs> um, but then he gave him some other really important advice, and I thought this would be useful for you guys. He said, firstly, eat like an athlete. No white shit. You know, bread, mm. potatoes, blah blah blah. So he's got to learn to eat like an athlete. He should have uh, he said aim to get to you know about 110 kgs by January 1st and then under 100 by the time he gets to, to so race first day. lose some weight. Mm. Yep. Next one running wise, he said run run a lot, um, but just keep it really short. You know, 30 minutes or so and just slowly build it up. He said running um, a lot more a lot more regularly um, is much better for the, especially for big big people. Um, regularly is much better off than going doing long. Doing long. Yeah. And, and then likewise, well, not likewise, but with the bike, again, bike a lot. Um, and that's probably the best way for him to trim down because it's not going to be that, that jarring damage on his knees and the rest of his body until he gets sort of down under that sort of 100 kg mark. Um, and then he said number five for him was uh, to hire a good masseuse who can work on his, uh, on his, on his tight bits um, because he's going to get pretty hammered. Just big people that load they're going to be putting on. He said his calves and Achilles will be under massive strain at his weight and they'll need to be worked deeply and often. Okay, and then he said you're going to need a lot of discipline. Yes. <laughs> Four months is a lot of time for a guy in your condition. You need to be extremely, extremely disciplined approach. Nothing less will get you there. So then what happened, John? And so then he went off and he did the race and he got down to 95.1 kgs, so he lost 28 kgs over a 100-day period. Wow, that's um, pretty impressive, eh? He stayed pretty much injury-free. He ran, did a 15k run two weeks out from the race, and that was his longest he uh, he got up to. Got through the business, and he did 13.56. Well done. So Richard Holiday, this week you are our age group of the week. Don't know if you listened to, but it was a pretty impressive effort, going from 117 days out having you know next to zero fitness. Well, that's life-changing and stuff. Is it like in my industry and in, in fitness? You know, we, we we talk about life-changing experiences a lot, and um. You know, like when you lose 30 kg, 
when you drop 30 kgs oh. in weight, yeah. that changes your life. You know, like the energy levels, the mobility you gain, you know, the fact you're out there doing sport again. Like, you've gone from a place where you're actually being pretty unhealthy to in a hundred days, in a three-month period, to turn that around. Like, that's such a big achievement. Oh, yeah. And, you know, like, I'm sure you didn't hit your 11 hours, but as you say, he's very chuffed with himself getting to 1356. But, um, you know, like, you know, then moving forward, you know, you can go on better goals but just this big stuff and so he didn't obviously follow the, the John Newsom trademarks three year plan no. and there's, there's millions of people out there that don't follow the trademark well plan. they're foolish John <laughs> yeah foolish so I just so why you're a gauge group Richard you're also foolish because you don't listen to John he, he went on the three month plan he he, 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 he thought three three months yeah. <laughs> Mis- misread my Kiwi accent I think he's from South Africa originally so maybe I didn't quite explain it yeah. clearly enough but anyway, you know, <laughs> you, you don't have to be on a three-year plan. How's your rugby team going? But, yeah, um, I just think for the longevity of being involved in the sport and minimising the risk of injury and making it the most enjoyable experience you can, if it's going to be only something you maybe do a couple of times, then you know, having a longer build-up is probably going to make your day a bit more enjoyable and you're probably going to be able to race it a little bit more. One thing I, uh, <clears throat> I think we can get from this as well is, is just, and we've talked about this in the past, but just being realistic with where you're at. Mm. Um, you know, like, yeah. like I had a guy at the gym the other day, this young guy, and he's he's a real, he's an interesting character. I think he's a bit of a crim, mm. and uh, he was a crim, and he's turned his life around, and real, 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 real cool guy, and he's found exercise, and it's kind of thing that's changing his life, and he's, yeah. so he's getting, he's done a marathon, and he's, he's, he's just becoming one of us, and uh so he did his first marathon, did about four hours, 20, you know, good work, yep. you know, not the first marathon. Then he went and did the Mud, Sweat and Tears, you know, yep, the, yep, yep. they have a mud run in Christchurch and it's uh first time run this year, but it, it seemed to be pretty popular. And he came up to me the day before the race and goes, yeah, I'm going to try and win it. I didn't want to say you're not going to win it, but, yeah. you, but I, I was kind of felt, well, you know, just go out there and have a good race, you yeah. know. And I think when you're just new to the sport, and you know, I'm sure a lot of people who are listening right now are new to the sport, first time you're doing races, just... Just have the goal of finishing yeah. and having a good day. You know, like you may pull off a great time, but it's highly likely that you just don't know. Yeah. And so, you know, unless you've actually done a bit of racing, you're not going to really know where you are as an athlete. So your perception of where you are is just unrealistic. So whereas if you're going with the goal of finishing and just doing the best you can do on the day, then the time doesn't matter. And then you've got a, a mark you can work from. So, yeah. Totally. But yeah. anyway, Richard, nice work. You are our age, age group of the week. week. What's up next, John? We're going to go... One, two, three, four. Actually, I need to pause because my daughter knocked on the door. Give me a pause. Okay, Wait a second. Give me a pause. She just wanted a phone number. Okay. High five time, Evan. Okay. One, two, three, four. High five. See, I did like a karate punch. Karate chop. <laughs> <laughs> this leads in quite nicely. Okay, wait a second. Did you like the karate kid? Yeah, it wasn't bad. There's a new one out there, I see. No, but what, what do you mean the karate kid wasn't bad? It was like when you were a kid. It was, it was all right. Oh, come on. You, 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 did you ever do the crane kick? Yeah, we did the crane. Yeah, stand on a pole and yeah, the old crane kick, John. Yeah, yeah. Oh, gee, that's creepy. It was all right. It was, it was a movie of our time. Oh, Ghostbusters was a movie of our time. Oh, I still never watched Ghostbusters. Oh, really? Yeah, really. One, two, and three. Concerts. I didn't see it. Dan Aykroyd. Yeah. Oh, really? Better than the Karate Kid. Yeah. Oh, Danielson. No. Wax on. Wax no, off. No. Come, come. Wipe on. Wipe off. I'll wipe you on, wipe off, we don't get on with this bloody show. <laughs> see, he's bringing out the anger. Okay, well, this is high five is John's classic virgin, iron virgin mistakes. This was discussed over in uh, Poland. I was just out riding one day and going through the lovely Polish countryside and thinking to myself, uh, no, actually, no. Here we go, here we go, here we go. Remember, Back it up. I, now I remember why I was thinking of it. Why Poland. were you thinking this, John? We did a, um, <clears throat> a half Ironman simulation one day. It was a nice Polish sunny day, good temperature, 
and uh, I wore. Uh, uh, I'm just going through. Um, what yeah, I yeah. You, you give me a hard time about karate kid. Now you're going to Beverly clothes. I was wearing a, a you know, singlet and uh, tri shorts. Left a little gap in my back and oh, got the little suntan. No, tri tan, John. So I got the little tri tan mark between my t my um, singlet and my yeah, shorts. Like, I'm not a virgin. That that is a foolish rookie mistake. mistake. So that is my first one. Missing spots with your sunscreen. For example, your lower back when you're wearing a two piece, and then coming up the next day with blisters and places and the rest of your skin. Spe- like especially fine. on race day. Oh yeah. Because yeah, you see some tans after yeah. races, and like you're in a Kona. You know, just exaggerate that. You know, just put twenty layers on. You know, because you're gonna you're gonna suffer afterwards. Well, what's even what's almost even better is when people do try to get all their bits, like say around their shoulders um, and their finger marks, or they just miss a couple of little spots, and you've sort of got protection, and you've got a little bit of tan, and you've just got this really red bit. It's classic. Oh, it's good times. Okay, uh, I haven't actually ever done this one, but uh, Vaseline and goggles. Oh, it's a, it's a, it's a it's your race, wouldn't it? Well, it does because you know you put your wetsuit on, put Vaseline or Body Glide or whatever you're putting on. You go down the swim, then you oh your goggles are fogging up a bit. You give them a little rub, Vaseline all over them. Game over, Rover. Okay. Have you done it? I have not done it, but I've seen plenty of people do see? it. Oh, it's pretty blurry. It? Pretty blurry. I love it. Yeah. Where are we? <laughs> oh, that's gold. Number three, not practicing grabbing bottles at aid stations on the bike. Oh, not what quite. What do you get the family out there or something? Has been done. <laughs> really? You've got, you've got to learn how to do it, especially if, you know, if you're riding at a reasonable pace. Um, well, well, let's give some tips. Pace. Let's give some tips. You've just got to practice it. So Slow down, yell out. And just practice your balance on the bike. Um, you know, because, because you're going in, and when you do grab those bottles, it's quite a judder when you, boom, you grab it. Yeah, but you know what I do? What? As I have my hand forward, and yeah. then as the bottle hits, I move my hand back. Exactly. Yes. Good tip. Yeah. Good tip. So I don't have a straight arm because yeah. it will just bounce off the hand. That's right. The momentum of the movement catches the bottle. My hand grips around the bottle, yeah. safe as. Oh, so, um, See, we're not rookies, are we, John? Tips there is obviously make sure you get rid of your bottles going into aid stations. Yep. First, you've got somewhere to put it. Bevan's excellent technique there. Thank you. And that's, that's, that's the technique you use when you do the throw the egg competition, isn't it? It is, yes, egg, yes. You've got to have plenty of You don't just catch it. Yeah. You let it land and you take it down. Otherwise, you get egg on your face. <laughs> you You're on fire today, mate. I'm loving um, your work. So that's, that's an important one to practice that. Uh, and practice it at reasonable speed. And when you are going into the aid station, obviously slow down a little bit as well. Yeah, and I made this rookie mistake when I was racing, John, putting all your food in a bike jersey which isn't zipped up. Isn't full zip. Oh, well, yeah. Well, so when you put it over your head. Yeah, and it all falls out. Yes. <laughs> so think about that one. This is why we have the full zip Iron Talk bike jersey. But I also think that, you know what, have all your food on your bike. Yeah, all your bike jersey, either or. Yeah. Because, you know, it's, it's something falls out. Yeah. And... It, it, you just, just have a think about how you're going to carry food. and. Uh, yeah, because and the, the, I did that first time when my race came into the yeah. tent. Put my gear on and, oh no, and you're worried that you're losing the race. So if you're worried about this, next time we do a bike jersey order, get on it. It's full zip. I am talking bike jersey. <laughs> full zip. Full zip. And it's full. good for coming off uh, off the bike as well. You know, you can fully zip down before you come into transition. Oh, John. Nice smooth Although you may have problems like I did in Rote, as in getting the zip done up. Ah, uh, yes. Yes, yeah, so remember it took me yeah, ages yeah, to get the yeah, zip done. Yeah. And that was probably what cost me one night. Yeah, cost you the night hours. Because <laughs> it took me five minutes. Number five. Pouring sports drink over yourself instead of, instead of water. <laughs> Everybody's done that. I haven't done, that. done that. No. It's oh, <laughs> classic. Cold. Going into the aid station on the run. Sports drink. Shit. <laughs> it's cold. Everybody does that. God. You've got to do another Ironman. You haven't experienced all these oh, joyful I, things. I, I just want to do a race just so I can pull that drink over myself. Yeah. Oh, get out training today, John. That's right. Any other quick tips? 
those, but that's all I can come up for rookie Iron Virgin mistakes. Okay, there you go. So rookies, make sure you listen. That's right. Get your family out there. Get the kids, the wife, Get the husband. <laughs> coffees okay. of Hawaii. Next sponsor, John's Coffees of wife. They've got something new on here this week. Okay, John, I'm going to pull it up. Pull it up. Wedding ideas. Oh, now this is a good one, John. Because um, well, there's two there's two angles here. There's Firstly, two angles. They sell um, people get married. They sell coffee plungers and stuff. Uh, Bodum coffee plungers on on coffees of Hawaii. But actually having some sort of different coffee when you know at the end of going through a wedding, the last thing you sort of do is generally have a bit of cake. And do you coffee. know what I hate? You know what I hate, John. What do you hate, Devin? Because when they have the small you're not, cups, you're not, you're not a hater. I'm not. I'm a, I'm a lover, not a hater. Yeah. But I hate it. And this is one of the things that frustrates me. You go to a hotel or you go to function rooms and they have coffee cups that are that big. Yeah. Small coffee cups. Yeah. You know, like look at my coffee cup, John. Look at that. Yeah, that's a good sized coffee yeah, cup. Yeah, it's a and look, it's big. You can get you can <coughs> buy those off coffees of why as well. It's I know, just, but don't get me small. So you <laughs> Don't get me small. <laughs> so just saying, it's on the homepage of Coffees of Hawaii at the moment. Um, wedding, wedding favors. Um, they've got the Bodum French presses. So you can buy French presses for for people as perhaps a gift, or if you know if you've got a wedding coming up, or you've got any sort of function, you just want to have a different sort of coffee there. You can buy some bulk coffee off Coffees of Hawaii. They do specials for for big orders, and you can be serving up some beautiful fragrances from Kona. Yeah, it's, it's a really cool idea. I like that. And I just just think of the wedding present because. Uh, wedding presents are hard to buy and everyone loves coffee so it's like yeah. you, it's a bit of a no-brainer and, and then that way you, you're also giving something that's a little bit different you know yeah. they're going to use you know they're going to enjoy and it's not going to be something they're going to be put on a trade me straight away exactly. <laughs> or eBay straight away so if you want to get some stuff of coffees of Hawaii make sure you go through the I Am Talk page iamtalk.me click on the coffees of Hawaii logo that'll take you to a page on uh, on coffees of Hawaii and it's got all the different specials you get from being an I Am Talk listener lots of big discounts and all the codes you need to, to use that so check it out on coffeesofhawaii.com and remember it's always really packaged really nice it looks really like it doesn't look like bushels that's right, <laughs> yeah. that's right. it looks like a professional quality coffee just like the coffee that's inside John that's right beautiful you, you want music? music time oh music oh yeah more music where's the music gonna go okay music will go here Website of the week. We're having a yawning competition here. John yawned, then I yawned, and, yeah. and then we both went to sleep, and it was 20 minutes later. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> okay, the wise one sent through this one as well, and it's uh, it's called running. What, what do you call that, John? Hyphen. It's a hyphen? And what's the underscore? It's the bottom one, is it? An underscore, yeah. Uh, see, I get confused by simple Running's things. Running-advice.com. It's basically a coaching site for a guy... Um, What's his name now? Joe jo English, us. I think it is. Um, John, Joe jo English, English I was right. Dean Herbert. So it's basically their coaching site, but it's got lots of free advice on there. So it's running-advice.com. <coughs> and what the good thing is they've got, um, they sort of classify their most read articles. They've got lots of articles up there. They've got some good um, video footage. Haven't gone through it massively extensively because this, this is taking the place of our uh, interview. We've got things like dealing with shin splints and shin pain, um, overcoming stomach issues, which is a really common thing for, for triathletes and for, for runners. Um, and then I was looking at their sort of video series, and they've got, like, uh, I think, 30 videos or something up there. Oh, really? Um, and the first ones that I sort of looked at was uh, sort of just running technique. They've also got things on there like running weight loss, um, so just some good resources, um, just to broaden your knowledge base a little bit more um, on running. You can 
also, if you're a runner, you can also listen to our friends' podcast, um, Marathon Talk, as well. They, yeah. Yeah, they kick us in butt. Yeah. Um, yeah. And these, these guys are the guys who just obviously love running, been around running their whole life. You know, just experience out there doing it, eh? And this guy, Joe English, also looks like he does uh, triathlon coaching as well, so he'll hopefully give you a bit of a triathlon spinner as well. But the wise one has read it extensively, and he rates it. And uh, and I think the good thing with this is, is yeah, they really classify their, their popular sort of things they read there. They've got it all itemised nicely, so it's nice and straightforward. So you can check it out on running-advice.com. And thank you, James, for sending that. Well, I'm going to make you money off it because it doesn't really have well, any it's a coaching website. Web, coaching website. Yeah, it's basically coaching. It's a lot of, a lot of time put into your job. Well, no, but the thing is, like, I do a I reasonable amount of. Yeah, I do, but I also do a reasonable amount of writing, but I often don't write it well enough to sort of want to put it up online, and I, that's why I'll just flick off to athletes' the advice. Yep. But if I had, um, you know, if I, if I spend a lot of time putting everything together, then um, you can build all this stuff up. And as we know, you know. You put free advice out there, people will come to your site. It's the same way how Gordo built up his sort yeah, of um, yeah, his business, is, is you put the advice out there and, and, and it's just a good business. You know what it's model. called, John? It's called Freemium. Freemium. Yep, there's a book called Free mm-hmm. by a guy called Chris Anderson. It was a very interesting book about the business model of Freemium. And yep. they're talking about how you give away free product and you have a price to sell it. Yeah, so, so I think it's good. Freemium model, there we go. Okay, what's up next, John? Uh, he's also given us like another million. Oh, that's all just off the site. Oh, uh, okay. Yeah. Uh, we've got an interview coming up, John. <laughs> uh, we've had a few from WTC. Let's put that on right now. <laughs> no, that was my, my stuff up. Um, your bad, John. It was my bad. I think she's travelling from probably from Placid back home, and uh, and I kind of... I originally had the time sorted, and then she came back to me and said... Uh, we just do that a little bit later, and I said, um, "Yeah, okay. We you know, we we, we release the show um, later on on Tuesday." You know what I? You know what I should do to you? What? I should give you a disappointed. You disappointed me. How long we done this? Four or five years. I've probably stuffed up maybe twice, but when I do, John just twice. gives me the mate. Well, not a lot, <laughs> and just John just gives me the disappointed parent look. Just he just yeah, he just sighs. He doesn't say much. He just sits there in silence. And you feel bad on the inside so, you know, when you try so, to break it up. So it works. <laughs> yeah. It works. <laughs> it works really good. I cry for the rest of the day when you leave <laughs> to ring Joe and she comes around and cuddles me and I just in the, in the baby's fetal position. position. And uh, but what did I do, John? I said, that's okay, mate, because we make mistakes. That's good. And how are you feeling right now? You're feeling all right about it, aren't you? I'm feeling good about myself. <laughs> so, but I should be feeling bad. I'm, I stuffed up and you should say, John, that's not good no, enough. No, because John... Pull your socks up and sort it out. you know what, John? You're human. You know, and it's okay. I'm in your office. I'm a, I think I'm a robot. I should get these things right. <laughs> I should get these things right. Uh, anyway, originally I had it right, but then I then I tried to complicate it and I stuffed it up. So that was a great interview with Heather Fuhrer. Um, it's great to see her. Uh, she's doing really well in life right now. What she was? is, actually. She ran a 248 marathon last year. Is she really? Mm-hmm. Not bad. It's not bad at all, John. It's much slower than us. Mm, I know. I actually went, I forgot what I'd done. I went to check my time. Phew! Phew! <laughs> What'd you do? 244. Yeah. <laughs> Marathons. Damn cold so weather. Stupid, <laughs> cold weather. <laughs> it's a stupid sport. Okay, next one. So we've got, we've got our favourite friends who want to do cartoons for you. It is triathlon tunes, tunes, not tunes. Dot com. Now, one thing I thought about here, um, obviously we've talked about <laughs> the last couple of weeks, um, obviously the product and the service they're delivering, but they do have an affiliate service. And I thought for you guys that have maybe got, uh, you're involved in a club or you manage a club website or you've got your own small business or a coaching site, this is something really easy. Well, let's explain how affiliates work. So most people don't even know what affiliates work. But let's say, for example, we'll give an example we have on our site. So if you go onto our website and you buy Striding On, which is a great run DVD. Yeah. <laughs> it really is. It's a, it's Striding On is a DVD that helps you become a better runner. It's a, it's a program at a four-week period and blah, blah, blah. So if you go onto our website 
and you click on that link it takes you to their website and you buy a copy now as a part of an affiliate we get a profit from that so we get a certain amount of money off the sale of that product now um, and also the stretching book is another one mm -hmm. so if you've got a website and you've got a, like a blog or you have um, a tri club or you have something like that you can find products that are you know that work Relative for your audience yep. so striding on or or the stretching book and by having them on your website if someone goes to your website and then goes to their website and buys the product mm -hmm. you get a small cut in the profit and, you, and the good thing for you as the website owner or the tri club or something is that you don't actually have to do any work you just got to put the link on your website yeah. and then all the work is done by triathlon tunes so if you've got a website and um and you may want to invest in actually getting one done yourself yeah. so you can have an example on there for your website and you know what you put it on your website and everyone will love it and they go where do you get that done mm. and then you go well here, here's a link to there then you actually get a bit of a profit from the affiliate site, which would be Triathlon Tunes in this case, and you're in that way your website's actually genera generating you a little bit of income. And well, you can go and buy your own tune. Yeah, yeah, exactly. And um, so, yeah, it's just a really good way for you to be making, because let's be honest, most blogs and websites don't make people money. It's more right. of a labour of love. But if you've got an audience and they're actually following what you're doing, and you get one of these done yourself, which would A, you know, you put on your website and could be a part of the design of your website, yeah. um, then say, hey, if you like this, go here. I guarantee people will do it because yeah. it's a good product. It's really cool, and it makes you a bit of money. So just get on to www.triathlontunes.com. Click on Affiliates. It's down the bottom sort of left-hand corner, and uh, just read up about it, and uh, away you go. Triathlon. And you can even do things like, you know, if you make it your Facebook or your F-Links or any of your yeah. social networks pages, you know, logo or a picture, then you can also, hey, go here to make some, you know, there go here this. So. Triathlontunes.com. Bring it on, tampon. You haven't used that one before. I haven't used it in a while. Yeah, I have. Have you? Yeah. yeah. It's just been a long time. It's just it's a bit of a risque, risque one. Yeah, well, I got it from my daughter. Yeah, okay. yeah. I like the risky ones. Good. I could go worse, John, but I won't go. Uh, questions and answers. Okay, well, good old James Thomas. Okay, okay, this is a great email, John. And I couldn't help him on it because I only have five years on my chest. Oh, that's right. So he sent through a question saying, serious question, but you should get a laugh out of it, Bevan. We all know that John has a hairy chest. Me too. Just the front. So full on Sean Connery. Full on Sean Connery. So while we swim in a wetsuit or tri suit, I was wondering if John had any experience with trimming or shaving or waxing his chest. I think you have waxed your chest, haven't you? Would it help with the keeping it cool in a hot race? I'm not interested in getting rid of it, but since it's quite thick, I thought it might act as an insulation and so I increase my body temperature when I'm racing. Is it trim in order? Is it true? Yeah, you get hotter because you've got more hair there. Well, I've only ever experienced not having hair there once. So. And did you wax? So I got it waxed and <laughs> I wish I got I a challenge. Yeah. Honestly, I wish. Oh, that would have been, we could have put it on YouTube. It would have been a good YouTube. <laughs> Tell me about the pain. So there was significant pain. Um, and this, I got this done in France. I think I've told my top story before, but um, <clears throat> I was getting it done and it was, very painful. I didn't trim it at all again, and that's what you probably should do because they were pretty long hairs. <laughs> and went in there, and so this so French lady didn't speak English, and this was my first year over there. I didn't speak much French. Wait, so you did this is a dear? Um, the guys just encouraged me to do it, and I was young and dumb. And You're a rookie. Oh, this is what you need to do, John. And basically got half of it done. Had to go. Had to come back the next day. <laughs> so you went home. Was, you went home with half of it. Yeah, there was no swimming the next day. <laughs> um, it was. <laughs> But I tell you what, it was bleeding and everything, man. Really? It was it was painful because he's the ears were so. He's got old. tears in his eyes right now oh, talking about it. It was uh, it was it was rough. So, so you never, you never, did never again. I remember this guy Jim called Camp, 
and he's 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 one of those guys who's all fast twitch. He's got these yeah. muscles that are just stupidly big, but he's he's real hairy. And he got it done for a workshop one day, like a yeah. big presentation went through. <laughs> he started teaching the class, and he wore a white top, and all the blood's coming. Oh out. no! <laughs> oh, oh right. it's funny. So. I, I don't think it makes that much difference. And uh, it's one of those things, once you do it once, you've really got to probably keep, yeah, keep, keep going up. on it. And, uh, and you know, I have seen guys that do it, and you can often, when you get waxing, you know, it can often, you know, pim- yeah. pimple up quite a bit. And, and you've got to follow out all the time yeah, and stuff to so it. so yeah. stick with it. It's a good look. Sean Connery. <laughs> he was hot in the he 60s. Was, <laughs> he was hot in the 60s, and it's coming back in the 2010. Um, just ask Austin Powers. That, that, that's, you know, that was 90s, John. That was 90s. But anyway... I uh, I'd recommend just sticking with it. I don't sticking think it, with it. I don't think it makes that much difference. Yeah, I think there's a huge disadvantage. But if you've got any research out that proves me wrong, I'm happy to look at it. Yeah, <laughs> Jesus, I love it. I seriously just no, no, I've got like five. Yeah, I can't seven. It's coming. You're coming. You'll get you'll get there by the time you're ninety. But uh, yeah, I think I'm gonna be one of those men. But the more hair I get on my chest, the less I get in my head. Mm. So I'm quite happy for them to stay away. What are you gonna do when your hair starts falling out? Well, I have a dilemma with this one, John, mm. because for me. I want to resist. I, I don't. Want, I, I, it saddens me, John. What it saddens me that society puts too much value on youth. You're the one who puts all the facial products on. No, but no, but like you know, like I, I don't preventing. You know, yeah, that's okay. But valuing yourself because you look young, mm. I think, is not necessarily a good thing in society. And so, for me, I want to be one of the people who says, "No, nah, I'm just going to be what I am through my life." But if I lose my hair. <laughs> Because you can get Propecia, can't you? Or whatever, regain and all that. Yeah, stuff. and apparently my mate of mine uses Propecia and he actually thinks it's pretty good. And uh, so that's a preventative tool that, I don't know, I'll struggle with it, I think. Mm. What about you? Because you're, you're going to get bald too, aren't you? No, I'm not. No, no, I'm oh. sure I wish it'd be sweet. Blim thinks I'm going grey, but I'm debating that. No, I, no, think I asked my hairdresser the other day and she said, I can't see anything in there. Yeah, I didn't see anything when you gave me a close-up again either. Mm. So keep your hair, James. Yeah. Okay, Dan McCormick sent through another one. It all seems to be gone quiet on the cookbook front. Do you guys have still need recipes? And if so, I've been fueling recently um, with some deadly simple and tasty couscous dishes. The answer to that is uh, yes. Uh, it has gone quiet. Uh, it's going to get done, and I've got to. You know, I've still got to build up more recipes. Oh, I couldn't. Tell, I haven't looked for a while. Um, I'm guessing sort of sixty-ish, seventy. How many do you think we need? I think a hundred would be good. So we need number forty. Yeah. So if you if you want to do one, just flick me an email. Actually, we'll put the. Yeah. We'll put the yeah, uh, yeah. the word document. Will I? I will. Will Will. I'll email it through. It's just a word document. You just got to create. Yeah, you got to go on. You got to put on the internet. You got to blah blah. blah you got to link. You're doing it anyway. Uh, so we'll put goodness. our word document up on the site under the resources. Oh, will you? Yeah, under <laughs> under resources. So you can download that, fill it in, flick it over to me, and uh, and we'll keep it on file. I will get around to it. Don't know when, but it will get done. This is a little bit late, but he was mentioning that uh, a lot of the Tri Talk crew are going to be doing the. Uh, triathlon um, outdoors, yep. mm. and uh, last was it last Wednesday I think it was, not nine distant race but pretty solid five hours so so decent day out so for those who did it, uh, Kate Morrison was doing the race so nice. see uh, good to see her out. good friend of the show good friend of the show she's a good chick Kate Morrison and uh, so for those who did it, good luck I hope it went bloody well and uh, bring it on nice. uh, then we have got Neil Scholes. Uh, Romeo Matt and Romeo raced uh, last weekend did it, got 16th place in a half Ironman he nice. just wanted to share the news about that one it's a new one he said it was a really great effort um, it was uh, put on by Triathlon Northumberland 
and it was called the Couples Challenge Try, and it wasn't called oh. the Couples because you couples couple. it, was, it was some other reason. Um, That's a bit odd then, isn't it? It was. It was like I think it was joining of two places, or I don't know. Anyway. Why don't you just put uh, couples? I don't, I don't know. Anyway, mm. it is confusing. But he said that it was fantastic. He said the goodie bag contained a pair of compression tights, and the organisers put on a great get together at the local pub after the race, all for a forty-pound entry fee. So it was really well done. Really. Mm. To do like the local race, say, mm. you know what I mean? Like I know Ironman is the big race you go for, but along your journey, that's one of the downfalls of people who just do a one and done is that they kind of just focus on one race, mm. and the, and the John Newsom three year plan. You really need to pay for that, John. You're doing variety of things. Yeah, you do. You do the ones where they got the bloody sausage rolls and you know rice bubble cakes at the end, right. and, you know, and those are good races. And you hang around, and there's never enough food because we're all greedy when it comes yeah. to food. <laughs> it's good times. Okay, uh, just a couple of quick, quick things. Uh, Daniel, the German Gazette. Uh, sent me through a link to uh, some photos that he took in Ironman Frankfurt. Nice. And uh, some really great photos there. So I'll put a link to that on our website. And uh, he's, he's obviously uh, done a pretty good job of getting lots of photos out there of all the different athletes racing and stuff. So thanks. Look at these. Nice. Yeah. Look at that. A lot of the pros. Oh, look at what that's, uh, that's Rayleigh there, I think. Up there. Yeah. Oh, no, it's maybe it's a pretty good chest. Chris McCormick. There's, no one's got here there, John. Maybe no. they wax. No, that's right. When you, when you, were, when you were in your... In your heyday. In your heyday. Were you the only one with the hairy chest? Is Yvonne? Uh, mine was a pr- pr- pretty extreme example of hairiness. Really? Yeah. No one yeah. else had the... There wasn't a lot what age did you start getting the hairy chest? That's a good question. Because I'm 32 and I'm starting now. No, I was thinking I was always pretty hairy, even from a young age. It was just a matter of when it started. What, like three? Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> no. It was pretty early on. I had plenty of bum fluff when I was... Uh, really? like, at, uh, at <laughs> even at prim- into primary school, I had really? a bump up on my face. <laughs> yeah. See, I didn't uh, I only shave once a week. Oh, look at that. I, if, I was, if I had a proper job, I'd have to uh, shave every day. <laughs> oh, the contrasting lives, John. That's all we had. Okay, uh, and uh, last one. So it's extreme endurance. Sorry. Where's he going to go? Extreme oh, endurance. Yeah, the X. <laughs> yeah, you can see that, but I'm doing an X with my like my arms. It's the main thing with that, you know, buffering your lactic acid. Uh, give it a try. We had the interview with Sandy on last week. Okay, I'm pulling up the website. And the main Extreme special endurance. you need to be aware of is, uh, and I'm not quite sure how many people have taken this up yet. I assume it's still going, but we haven't heard to the contrary. Um, the first 25 listeners that get on there and use the code IMTALK, um, <coughs> that's 25 you get, because I've got a European site and an American site. So it's actually 50 on each. 50, uh, so it's 25 on each, so oh, 50 sorry. in total. When, uh, once that's used up, they'll come out with another special, but get on there, give it a try. Um, I've done some, some testing on there, with the, and, and the guy that actually does the testing is in Hippelstein. Where's Hippelstein? Hippelstein. Have a think about that one. Which race have you done in Europe? Is it a m- road? You can be biked through Hippelstein. It's just it's oh, right next to the road. I think I do, yeah. Um, and he apparently you know, he's tested thousands of athletes in there for various different things. Um, but he's obviously tested the guys for the extreme endurance and uh, had some really positive results. And I'm going to work on getting old Yvonne Van Vlerken on in the next. I've got to email old Thomas. And so what's it saying here? It's saying to develop systematic addresses the biochemical changes that occur to an athlete's body during intense exercise and competition. These changes don't discriminate. They happen to every athlete and encompass a wide range of internal disruptions such as increased body acid, um, monoscopic tears and trauma to the muscles, oxidative stress, inflammation and suppression of the immune system. That's why pharmaceutical-grade compounds systematically engineered are added to our performance formula to help neutralise these biochemical changes. The bottom line is that this product is backed by science, proven to work by world-class athletes. A bit of an update, they had congratulations to extreme endurance athlete Felipe Bastos and win at the Nature Coast Twilight Triathlon. Nice. 
So um, check it out. Yep. It's, the website is xendurance.com. And now, what's, what do you have to put in a checkout? I am talk. Okay, I am talk at checkout. And uh, you basically just have to select your country up the top there. You can either go English country or European country. They ship, uh, obviously, in um, all parts of America and all the way through Europe. And coming out soon, hopefully, on Australia. Um, I unfortunately, can't get it in New Zealand at the moment. But if you're in the States or Europe, check it out, Extreme Endurance xendurance.com check 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 it out okay John what sponsors else we got here are sponsors are athlinks.com social networking coffees of Hawaii. best coffee in the world John extreme endurance Be, get in the deal triathlon tunes just affiliate them that's right yeah like that nickname time oh here we go I kind of had to win one this morning to be honest but I'm kind of I'm maybe happy with them okay maybe so one of our contributors uh, who's kindly donated in the past or Done a voluntary subscription in the past. Oh, we're having issues, John. We're having issues, people, because PayPal, they're coming at us, John. They've got a thing against us, haven't they? Well, They've stopped our money. We can't get our money out. Basically, we, we, donation is probably not the correct word we should have used in the start. with. It's, it's basically a voluntary subscription, and we love people. Well, who well, it's, vol- a, it's a donation, it but, a donation but, but they don't like it as a donation because we're not, we're not a non-profit organisation. Yeah, so uh, they're basically frozen our account. Hopefully, by the time this comes out, it'll be unfrozen. So if you go on there and you've got some issues, hopefully it'll be sorted in the next few days. Um, but basically, we'll just be changing it from being a donation to being called a voluntary subscription yep. um, because uh, they've got rules and it's just a pain in the ass. Yeah, we've done it, so fingers fingers crossed it works. So first of all, James Hulkamania Cody. Yeah, what you gonna do? Oh, no, that was the Macho Man. That was the Macho Man. I am the real American. Did he have that as a song? Yeah. Fight for the love. Lady Elizabeth was this. Uh, no, that was Macho Man's. But then he did go to Hulk. Mate, she did. She, yeah. was, she was a bit of a slapper. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> that's right. Joking. Ha! <laughs> did she become, end up becoming a wrestler as well? Because they have the women's wrestling. Oh, I don't think she did. She was pretty petite. Are you sure? Yeah, no. Nah, yeah, but you seen those women's wrestlers? Well, what about the guy? The guy who was the um, the commentator, Vince McMahon. He was petite when yeah, he was a commentator. Yeah, but he's a beast. <laughs> he's on the roids. Oh, yeah, but she could have been as well. No. Anyway, I, I don't think she did. She may have got you know a bit of a slap occasionally, but. I don't think. Cameron, the Tri Ninja Bremer. Oh, nice. Because on his Athlinks profile, he's got a little picture. He's not of him, he's got a little cartoon picture of a ninja. Oh, the Tri Ninja, because I think we've had the ninja. Yes. So now it's the Tri Ninja. Oh, you did well, John. Right, do one of yours. Okay. Tim, the Axlow. Because X is the crap out of you. Nice. Peter. The player O'Malley. Back it up. <laughs> you know Peter well, John. Well, no. Peter O'Malley. Because the player, the player comes across as a, no, like Pe- a male slapper. The reason I said the player is Peter O'Malley is actually a really good golfer from Australia. Oh. So that was the reason why I chose a player. Because oh. I know you're a triathlete, but I sort of I thought Peter O'Malley, when, I, when somebody says that, I think golfer. So I thought the player. I'm loving that you know that golf. Do you follow golf? Well, in passing. In passing? Yeah. Okay, well, I'm going to go and. Duran? Yeah. Bosso. Duran. Drop the bass, Bosso! Nice. <laughs> was, yeah. yeah. Gonna, I, I like this next one that I've got. Okay, here we go, John. Andrew, Diplodocus Kerr. Well, back it up. <laughs> bass, T-Rex, a try. Yeah, but that's not a name we gave him. And I thought, we're not going to just give you the, the nickname that you've got. Okay. You've got to get an I Am Talk nickname. Okay, so you've actually given him a dinosaur. Yeah, Diplodocus. That was my favourite dinosaur. <laughs> I don't know anything about dinosaurs. Well, well, tell me about the Diplodocus. The Diplodocus is the one with a really long neck and yep. really, really big Why was it your favourite? I don't know. I just like Diplodocus. It sounds cool. And the reason Andrew Kerr is called T-Rex, I think, is because 
a tyrannosaurus rex who's got big legs and tiny little arms. And I think that's, <laughs> oh, so that's, what, that's what he sent an email to us. He said, that's how he got T-Rex. So uh, I thought, I'm going to so get... So now what? He's got a big button, long head. <laughs> long neck. <laughs> long neck. So Andrew Diplodocus Kerr. He's a Kiwi now. He's been here years. He's, he's going to meet a woman. They bought a house together. He's so pom. He's got a he's, he's lives in Wellington. He's got a house, mate. Mm. It's giving me a hard time because I haven't bought a house for the missus yet. <laughs> oh, okay, here we go. Richard Osborne. Now the obvious is Aussie, isn't it? Yeah. You know, so I didn't go obvious. I went the Prince of Darkness because right. Aussie Osborne was the Prince of Darkness. Oh, yeah, nice I did there. Yeah, didn't so Richard, the nice. Prince of Darkness. No, I didn't do any of these in the machine today, yeah. do we? Uh, Richard, the Prince of Darkness, Osborne. Okay, another one who became a regular contributor to the show. He's already contributed once. <laughs> yeah, this is terrible. And, no, it's not. I, I didn't do this, I guarantee you. We've already had it once before. Andrew, big schnozzle, Bardsley. <laughs> because I'm sure he goes to work. He goes, oh, man, you've got no money your nicknames. The big schnozzle. Well, some people, you know, drop the bass. Oh, Bozzo, here we go to work. No money your nickname. Andrew, we go, oh, yeah, I don't have a nickname. Well, he should have changed his picture on anything. He's got a picture on Athlinks <laughs> with a huge, big, white nose on his face. <laughs> Oh, okay. Lee, indestructible Wallington. Why is he indestructible? I just couldn't think of anything else. I was thinking like Lee, I'm not Chrissy, Wellington, Wallington or something like that. Uh, I don't know. It was getting a bit long. No, because I thought indestructible because I wanted to think he's a hard ass. Cool. Yeah, and he so, is. And he is, so that's why I went with that. Nice. So if you want to contribute to the show, don't donate. <laughs> don't go on our website. Maybe give it a, give it a week. Give it a week. And uh, that way then we'll, uh, what will we do? We'll, um, Hopefully about Stuff sorted. Yeah, and you contribute show. So pretty much from here forward, any money that we get from contributions, is that the word? Yeah. Contributions, yep. probably a better word, um, is getting us to Kona. It's on, John. Provi- providing, I find childcare and providing your partner gets to No, my court. partner's coming. I talked to her and she said it's okay. Okay. Yeah. I've just got to sort out childcare, but it should be fine. Childcare's going to be all right? It should be fine. We've got, I've got a year and a bit to sort it out. What, just to get kids looked after for a week back here? Yes. Ah. Oh. I'll get my mum. My mum loves kids. Yeah, but they're only, she'll, Philly will only be uh, two. See, my mum, honestly, my mum won't look after anybody's kids. Honestly. Yeah, it's whether the kids want to be looked after by no, somebody else. No, you should go to my mum's house. My mum, you, my mum, spent $1,000 on a Christmas tree just for kids. Right. These kids love my mum's place. Okay. Trust me. Okay. And she works at a bakery, so there's lots of good food for the kids. Gluten-free? Gluten, yeah, she, they do all the gluten-free products from Nicole Kukashuj. What bakery? Um, John John's, just around the corner. They do the cookie time gluten-free. They do it all. Hey, I'll hook you up. Hook me up. And it tastes good boy. too. They made M's gluten-free ones for a, for a while. Yeah. Did you know? No, I don't. Did you see the newspaper yesterday? No, I don't read the newspaper, although I am a columnist. If, you, if you're in Christchurch, and uh, you've probably seen it, but if you didn't get the press, but anyway, on Saturday's press, they had a picture of the Calder Tourmalade, going up the Calder Tourmalade. Back it up, John. Which is in, and, and this was a photo that was widely distributed all the way around the world. And in different, in a different, um, different newspaper. So maybe go back. It would have been, I think, maybe for last Friday's stage. I couldn't find it online anywhere. Uh, I did have a quick okay. look. Um, there's a picture going up the cold tornado and there's a chick running next to Andy Schleck in like a fluoro bloody bikini pretty muscular girl hammering it <laughs> doing <the> rocky <laughs> and, uh, it and it was M and so it was in Saturday's paper and then somebody picked up on it and I, I saw it and I, I didn't actually think oh, that's M but I thought hmm looks, looks sort of familiarish. Yeah. Um, and then they had it again in Monday's paper say spotted in the Tour de France oh, really? was you know, well known Christchurch Emily Miazga oh, so she's uh, famous She's world famous, More John. famous than what she already was. Okay, well, if you go on Facebook this week, people will talk about things. A couple of things someone did mention a while ago uh, about um, meeting up in Kona for those people who are going to be in Kona. So if you want to kind of sort that out yourselves, you go on Facebook, you can sort that out. Um, 
And also, uh, was there anything else? Oh, Jersey's Jordan. Jersey's, the majority of the jerseys got shipped on Friday. I've got a few more to go out today. We had three large left over. One's already gone. So this has got uh, two, and a couple of other people have emailed me, so by the time you get this, it might be too late. But we had two extra, uh, two larges left over, and that's a short sleeve full zip jersey. And I have got one large of the winter um, long sleeve jersey, so it's a nice, good, thick one. Okay. Um, if you want those, just email us in, and I'll let you know if they're still about or not. The rest of the ones got shipped out, and they'll be with you guys within sort of one to two weeks, maybe allow three weeks for bloody UK mail, because that's always atrocious. Yep. Okay, good times. Well, John, last weekend in Christchurch, not only was him in the paper, but a big event happened. The JD Duathlon Handicap Race, John, what happened? It was actually called The Equalizer. The Equalizer. Nice, love your work. My my, my series is called, we've got Dave and I's series, got The the Appetizer, then The Equalizer, and then The Enduro. Oh. The Enduro is a double duathlon last year. You know what? You've let yourself down with Enduro. Well, it's a double duathlon. It's like I know, but you could have gone the Smashinator or something. Like You've gone really kind of out there, and then you just explain what happens in the last one. Next year, improve. Yeah, yeah. But hey, I'm impressed with it. Was, uh, it was all good. We had, you know, well, tell me about it. Well, handicapping is... I saw some photos. Handicapping is... <laughs> Bruce Wilson took some... Uh, he took... I've got 700... Got like Bruce. I think 700 photos Bruce is a legend. And I was, I was flicking through them last night, and there's one of uh, Pam Yee, who's quite a... Yep, lot of people Pam. know Pam. Um, she comes across the finish line and he's got two or three pictures of her doing the full on bogey. You see one, you see her putting her finger on her nose, and the next one, you see this big spray of snot coming out. It's brilliant. Uh, you should put that out there I'm on the internet. I'm going to. <laughs> Don't worry. Um, but uh, the handicapping worked really well. Obviously, we had some people who didn't race the first one, and their handicapping was a bit yeah. skewed. Like the guy that won, he didn't actually have a handicap from the first race, so he won by a couple of minutes. Um, and then a couple of the people at the back, they likewise, they probably um, didn't quite handicap themselves yeah. correctly. But um, the bulk of the field in the middle, it was it was it was pretty close. It was really? you know within you know within say a three three or four minute period. Did you do clock time as well? We did. We've got to get that updated. But um, John, what do you mean? Well, you give us other websites a hard time. Well, they've, they've got results up there. They, oh, they, okay. they just need to take off their, their gun. We've got the gun time results up there. We've just got to go through and take off That's all the start times. It? Oh, it's not too bad. It's just um, it's doing it. My, my guys, you know, it's a volunteer. My guys. My guys. <laughs> my guys are working on it. Um, but it, it worked really well. And, uh, you know, I would say that the middle 75 to 80% of the field loved it. Like, everybody was going, that was fantastic. I would say that the people at the front um, who started first, and that's the slowest people, they didn't really like it because they, at the start, at the very beginning, and everybody's sort of standing around watching them. Yeah, and this was like bigger novice and they, and these yeah, the other people probably were insecure about it all. But yeah, that's. I don't think they liked it that much. Um, but I've got to get a bit more feedback from them. And I also think maybe the fastest guys felt a bit unfair. Didn't no 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 because it was fair for them. They had every, as much chance as everybody else. But then they don't quite get the glory that they would normally get, and that's part of the uh, reason and they why struggled they struggled with that, didn't they? Um, I don't think they didn't say anything. But I think Deep down, if, if I'd if I'd been in that position, I probably would have. You know, you want to, yeah, you often race for, for a bit of glory as well. So I think, but for the bulk of the field, they were coming back and they were loving it. Oh, good times. So it was, it was fun. And just How many people turn up in the end? Um, I think we probably had about 80, 90, something oh, like that. Good times. That wasn't too bad. Yeah, well, I saw some photos that look really good. What else has been happening? What else has been happening? Um, I've got to go off to a secondary school's duathlon today to watch. And or just because you're the presence. Yeah, get the presence yeah. out there. Yeah. And other than that can't think of too much else. You're that guy, aren't you? You're that guy when you turn up to a race, kids are like, oh, John, you seem to have a good race. Oh, you put the pressure down with it, it's just your presence. Uh, I don't know. 
think so. I don't race any much anymore. So. No, but it's not the pressure. I mean, just because people know you have an influence. Mm. So a young kid wants to get in the tri club top elite crew, and they, mm. oh, John Newsom's here today. I better make sure I sharpen up. And you do that disappointing look too sometimes. So you're probably just you're probably yeah, reflecting. Yeah. And they go, oh no, there's that disappointing look. I'm, I'm out. <laughs> it's, it's over. Give them the silent yeah. treatment. <laughs> so other than that, I can't think of too much else going on this week. But I miss swimming lessons. So that's a problem. What do you I mean? Kids take the kids swimming oh. on Tuesday. I've got to bump them off and, uh, and go do this. Where do they do swimming? Down the road. Is it valuable? It's good. It's great. It's a lot of fun. Do you, but do you look at it and think, oh, you need to work on because work on your, your technique there, Thomas. No, not, not so much, Thomas. More the training. Because like, I know, because group fitness is what I do. And so mm. I know how to groups of people and how to exercise. And so over the years, I've taken time with dance classes mm. and you just sh- shake your head at uh, the training's going for the kids. Like it's some of it. Sometimes you get, and what the problem is, is it really depends on what kid's instructing them. Yeah. So, because they tend to just get the older kids and dancing yeah. to take them through it. And so you'll, you'll get one kid who's really great, mm. and then but then the next term you'll get another kid who's just really terrible. Yeah. And it, you kind of sit there and you go, ah, oh, you know. Not until I think I get the kids probably when they're 15 and above, then I'd say, well, if they're not doing technique and stuff, then I might be frowning a little bit. But at this age, I don't... You're doing the side. Yeah. Yeah. And like when I, when I take the kids, like we've got a group I take that are sort of 9 to um, sort of 13-year-olds, then I struggle a little bit with that because I'm not so good at doing you know games and all yeah. that sort of stuff yeah. um so no i don't frown on until they're <laughs> until, until they're a bit older then i'll frown well i'm off Bevan, to, what's happening i'm off to taipei yeah um and i'm actually loving this trip because i'm not working much good like two of the days i've already worked for three days two days i'm only doing one hour's work nice that's pretty sweet eh? you do some iron talk work yeah, oh yeah great <laughs> I'll, I'll send you a bit of stuff to do a bit of archive actually actually i, I just got the email oh, i'm busy <laughs> i went and saw inception Right, tell it, us about it. It's very good, John. Well, you have to go see it. Would, would you so want to see it? it? I'm assuming that's a movie. Oh, John. <laughs> John. John. Oh, well, no, it's very, very good. Yes. Yeah, if, if you like movies and you want to see something that's a little bit more complicated, definitely check it out. Do um, you give it five stars? Yeah, I think it's generally got five stars, so yeah. you? Yeah, I'd give it five stars, yeah. Five uh, out of five. Five out of five, I'd say must see movie. Mm. Movie, that Toy Story, two movies I'd recommend this year. Okay. Toy Story is that good, John. Um, what else has been happening? I've just been busy. Run training? Yeah, going good. It's, it's hard because I'm so busy fitting it in, but I'm getting it in. So it's just I'm having to do like five in the morning, kind of crap like that, which I don't really like. I'm not getting mine in very well at the moment. Yeah. Yeah, I'm only hearing excuses, John. Next week. <laughs> next, next week. week. I've got training I've got training longer, starts you know? next week. When's your race? September? October the 10th. Oh, so it's only a few weeks before I mine. Yeah, no. It's oh, I better get on it. Yeah, you better get on it. But you've got a bit more base behind you. Yeah, mine's a harder course as well. <laughs> <laughs> Do you know what Melbourne's like? Do you know what the course it's is like? pancake flat. It's downhill. It's <laughs> <laughs> 42k downhill. They start you at the top of a mountain. <laughs> that would actually probably be quite hard on the quads. <laughs> I, I would love to have a beach marathon. You know, be running on sandwich and that. Hopeless, that'd be epic, wouldn't it? It would be very tough. Yeah, that'd be pretty cool. So other than that, um, drawing up my house, get my bathrooms done up. Two bathrooms, not going to be cheap, John. Not going to be cheap. Not going to be cheap. I'm looking forward to that. So we're working out for builder right now, but it's all good. Other than that, it's not much really exciting happening. We need more age groupers of the week, please. If you've got any good people to nominate, send them through. If you've got a picture of them as well, that would be great. And other than that, we'll be back. Uh, we don't know what we're going to do next week because you're well, we'll, there'll late. be a show, but we're just not sure what's going to And it might happening. be a little bit late. Yeah, it might be a little bit late. I'm Russ. I'm Indo. Train hard. Train smart. Kia kaha.